Hey everyone, husband here. And I'm wife. If you've been listening to us, then you know we're all about reading the Bible and reacting to it on our first read-through. Cuss words, crying, laughing, and more. We're passionate about creating a podcast that takes the sanctity out of the sacred text and simply stating it as we see it. But we can't do it without your help. We're asking for your support to help us keep this podcast going. There are two ways you can donate. Text SACDIS, that's S-A-C-D-I-S, to 53. 555 if you're in the U.S. with a one-time donation. Any amount helps. Or if you'd rather start a sustaining membership, sign up on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Membership levels start as low as $2 a month. We are amazed and grateful for our fans that support us now, and you can become one too. With your support, we can keep sacrilegious discourse alive and well for years to come. So please donate today. Text SACDIS to 53555 if you're in the U.S. Or sign up for our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Welcome to Sacrilegious Discourse. I'm husband. And I'm wife. Together we're reading the Bible for the very first time. We grew up without religion and wanted to know what all the fuss was about. Well, what have we learned so far? That God is a dick, and apparently some people believe in talking donkeys? We're not trying to pass ourselves off as experts. Nope, we're just reading the Bible for the first time and giving our first take reaction. If you'd like to join us in this venture, you might consider starting at episode one. Otherwise, jump in wherever you like. All right, let's go read the Bible. Yeah, let's get to it. Husband! Wife! Do you know what the hell we're doing? Uh, it's not Saturday. But we did just finish a book of the Bible. We did. We finished a book of the Bible. So... So what are we doing today? We are doing Q&A, but not on Saturday. There we go. For the last guess, two yeah. chapters Okay. Of Second Chronicles. We're throwing off our rhythm here a little bit. Well, a little okay. bit. Okay, here's what I was going to do. I, I was going to do those two chapters and then throw them in with a, you know, total the end of uh, Second Chronicles wrap up. Right. Like I normally do a wrap up yeah. at the end of every book. Sure. But um, 
I found some neat stuff that just warranted its own. We got a, we got a, we got a standalone episode. Yeah, I did. I did a rabbit hole, so I found enough just on those two chapters. Okay. For its own Q and A. Well, that's great. And so I'll have I mean, to do a second Chronicles wrap up the next day. Yay! More work. Yeah, for me, <laughs> for me, it's my research. It's true. It's true. I just do all the social media. Oh, and the and the, and the recording, recording editing, editing posty and, and all stuff. that stuff. Yeah, I don't know all that stuff. Right. Yeah, that's but. not work. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Okay. Okay. Quick question. Mm-hmm. On an average week, who do you think spends more doing you. stuff? Okay. You. Yeah. You. I Just bow saying. to your superior. I'm all the things. I'm just curious. What's- I mean, I, you do. You do do a lot of research. Mm-hmm. You do. But you do all the technical stuff. So. Uh, yeah. I don't think either one of us could do it without the other. Definitely not. Because I could not do your part, and I know you would not do my part. I would not. I would not. You're so, right. Yeah. We make a good team. Yeah, definitely. This is a long-ass intro. Let's go. All right. Let's do this. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Okay. So here are the rabbit holes I went down. Okay. Okay. Yep. Who the fuck is Nico and why does he matter? Um, what is a talent? Okay. And who the fuck is, oh, what's his name? Shit. <laughs> Cyrus. Cyrus. Okay. The Persian. All right. Okay. Got it. So those are the three rabbit holes that I went down. Got it. So Nico, I don't know if you recall, but he's the guy that was like, the fuck when Josiah came along and was like, I'm going to war you. And then, um, so Josiah got shot. Got it. Do you, do you recall that? Yes. Okay. So this story is actually from history. We got it from the Greek historian uh, Herodotus, which is where we get a lot of our Biblical early, history. early history from. Yeah. yeah. This guy. Sure. So. Um, everything I'm saying comes from him. Okay? okay. All right. So upon his ascension, Nico was faced with the chaos created by the raids of the Sumerians and the Scythians, who had not only ravaged Asia west of the Euphrates, but had also helped the Babylonians shatter the Assyrian Empire. Mm. Okay. So Nico comes to the throne in Egypt. And he's got a big mess because Babylon is all up his ass. Got it. Okay. Yeah. A threat developed in Mesopotamia where the Assyrian Empire was falling to the Babylonians. Okay. Okay. Yep. So he undertook, he got together with the Syrians and did a campaign in 608 BCE to assist the battered Assyrian armies. Okay. Okay. Yep. Now, at this time, Josiah, king of Judah 
for no reason at all in this particular case, was an ally of the Babylonians. Okay. Okay. He sided with the Babylonians and attempted to block Nico. Ah. Okay. Okay. The reason that Josiah decided to attempt the Egyptian campaign is not known. Got it. And he shouldn't have. There's no reason he should have been helping the Babylonians. Got it. Got it. Other than that, maybe he is like, but you're Egypt, though. Right, right. But or maybe if I help these guys, maybe they'll leave me the fuck alone. I I couldn't tell me. you. It's just I feel like the devil you know would have been better than the devil you don't know. Like right. they've worked with Egypt before. Sure. You know? So it just I don't know, it's really weird. Right. Why but it's literally not known why he did that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So Nico had not intended to do battle with the Judeans, and he was really confused by Josiah's decision to attack him. Right. So, like I said, he's like, the fuck? fuck? Yeah, so he sent a letter to him, which included the passage, What have we done to each other, king of Judah? I'm not coming against you this day. And that was actually, we read about that in 2 Kings as well as 2 Chronicles. That's right, that's right. Okay, so Josiah was slain in battle at Megiddo, which we know. Right. And then Nico replaced Josiah's chosen successor with his own nominee and imposed tribute on Judah, which I mean, yeah, that's I what mean, they you get. win, you, you yeah. deal with what you did, you know, you have. shouldn't have gone against him, right? Even at that, he didn't like he took tribute, but he didn't like come in and like conquer and yeah, he and, wasn't seeking you out, slave them and and kill them and loot them, right? right? He's just like, you're gonna have this guy in charge and you're gonna pay me because yeah, otherwise, because I let you live, right. So, and y'all shouldn't have come against me, asshole. I mean, it sounds fair to me. Yeah, ish. honestly, ish, ish, right? So that was 608 BC. So now in 606 BCE, the Egyptians routed the Babylonians, but at the great battle of Karshemish, which is a Syrian city in the middle Euphrates River. Okay. In 605 BCE, the Babylonian crown prince Nebuchadrezzar defeated Nico's troops. Nebuchadrezzar, huh? Nebuchadrezzar. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Very similar to Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah. So Nebuchadrezzar defeated Nico's troops and forced their withdrawal from Syria and Palestine. Okay. Okay. Yep. So you following this? I'm following it mostly, yeah. Okay. So Egypt itself was threatened in 601 BCE. Oh, they were threatened. Yeah. Wow. Because, I mean, they're just fighting on every front. Right. And... You know, as these different kingdoms that are huge, right? Yeah. I mean, they're well, they massive. Were, the way they're describing it, they're coming in from Asia. So, like, yeah, like hordes, right? Yeah, and they're all these giant kingdoms that take over everything in their path, and they're all going for like world domination, right? You right. know, this is this is not like let's live in peace. This is no, I want you to die, and I want the land that you're on, right? So Egypt itself was threatened in 601 but BC, but Nico repelled the enemy and continued to promote anti-Babylonian coalitions in Syria and Palestine. Okay. So he fought against them. Right. Forever. Yeah. So Nico undertook, this is interesting, he undertook a number of construction projects across his kingdom. He formed an Egyptian navy by recruiting displaced Ionian Greeks, which is totally unprecedented because um, most Egyptians traditionally harbored an inherent distaste for and fear of the sea. They Got were it. not a water-faring people. So the fact that he built a navy yeah. is fucking amazing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 
That in itself is amazing. But guess what else he did? What else? He started to, <laughs> like, I just can't even. He started to build um, um, a uh, canal so that he could, yeah. Is like, this the? A, a man-made canal. Okay. So right. that he could, like, get to his trade route. But he had to give that up because he was getting attacked and everything. Got it. Got it. So, but still, like, the fact that it even occurred to him. Right. It was just amazing. He was he was big on infrastructure. Yeah. He's like, we gotta have the things so we can do the things. But listen to this. Okay. This this is will knock your socks off. Nico sent an expedition to circumnavigate Africa. Wow. Right? Damn. And they made it. What? They made it. No fucking His way. His navigators apparently accomplished the feat, for they reported that after a certain point in their ver- in their voyage, the sun lay to their right which is to say northward, as they sailed around southern Africa. No shit. Yes. But what? wait, I thought this was like, there's Cape Horn down there at the bottom of Africa, right? Mm-hmm. Which I thought that that was like an English, I, I don't know exactly. So don't, I'm like, my history is a little rusty on this, but mm-hmm. like, it seemed like it was a more modern sailor that it got named after for having yes. done that trip, quote unquote, the first time. Yes. Um. The first time in the quote-unquote modern era settled world as... No, no, no. I I got it. But that's why that's amazing. That's why it's amazing. This is is pre-Christ, for God's sakes. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody already fucking done did that. And you know who did? The fucking Egyptians. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Okay. That's that's worth a fucking story right there just in and of itself. I know. I was like blown away. I was like, oh, yeah. By the way, uh, this is not a wrap up. Mm. This is a fucking Q&A because I'm in love with Nico. (laughs) All right. Take a breath. Take a beat. Calm it down. So what the fuck is a talent? Remember? Right. They were like, um, he gave him a talent of gold. Right. Right? Yeah. What is a talent? Okay. A talent is an ancient unit of mass. It corresponds generally to the mass of water in the volume of an amphora. What the fuck is an amphora? <laughs> yeah, rabbit hole, right? Yep. An amphora was the unit of measurement of volume in the Greco-Roman era. Ah. The term amphora comes from ancient Greece where people used a tall jar-looking container with two opposed handles near the top. Okay. You can picture it, right? Yeah, the, sure. The... Like, big at the bottom and skinny at the top and the two handles on the side. Right. They were mostly ceramic. And the amphora literally means, that word literally means two-handled. Okay. Okay? Yeah. So, a a talent is about an amphora. okay? Okay. If you're talking in mass. Okay? Sure. Now, the Babylonians and Sumerians had a system in which there were 60 shekels in Amina. What's Amina? It's roughly equivalent to about a pound. Okay. And so there are about 60 minas in a talent. So about 60 pounds in a talent. Okay. Okay. Sure. So there's that measure. Got it. Okay. Yeah. One more. Okay. When used as a measure of money, a talent refers to a talent weight of gold or of silver. Oh. And the gold talent is reported as weighing roughly the same as a small person. So likely about so 110 60... pounds. Oh, okay, okay. All right. So a talent is somewhere between 60 and 110 pounds. Got it. Okay. But if you're measuring gold or silver back then, that's a fuck ton. Yeah, that was a fuck ton. And so when he said he gave a talent of gold and then like 100 talents of silver. Right. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that was a lot. 
Yeah, that's right. that's a lot today. So that would definitely have been a lot back then. Right, right. Okay, next section. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Cyrus, king of Persia. Okay. Okay. Do you remember who he is? Only vaguely. It was right at the end. Um the the guys um had been the oh, this Israelites. Was the bit that they added on that we had yeah. that wasn't in the king's version. Yeah. The Israelites had been taken over by Babylon. Babylon was like, we own you now. Get over here. Right. And they enslaved them over there. And then 70 years passed. Yep. And then all of a sudden, Cyrus, king of Persia, came and set them free. Right. And we were Which like. Which was not what happened the last time. I know that's not what happened. This was just like a little paragraph at the end of Second Chronicles. Right. And I was like. What's a Cyrus king of Persia? I almost distinctly remember that, like, wasn't there... I, I thought there was a... Specific, okay. And I might be misremembering this, too, but I thought in Second Kings that there was somebody that... There was a king that got left over, and then that he got let go. Or maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, maybe so, not. I, I don't know. But, but that was weird. It was definitely new. It was it was a, a, just a small little paragraph. Right, right. So, okay, so I looked this guy up, and... He's pretty cool, okay? Okay. He's commonly known as Cyrus the Great, or the Greeks know him as Cyrus the Elder, okay? Mm. Have you heard of him? I have not. Oh, well, you made a noise like you had, so I was like, oh, you know him? (laughs) So he is the founder of the first Persian Empire. Okay. That's a big deal. Yeah, it is. Right? The empire created by Cyrus was the largest the world had yet seen. So as he's... Letting the Babylon, or as he's letting the Egyptians go free of Babylon, right? His empire is like huge. Got it. So Babylon's like, okay. <laughs> so he was well known for having respected the customs and religions of the lands he conquered. That's probably really smart. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, talk. I, I mean, That's basically, what the military, Romans mil- did mostly. Well, it, it's what. You know, a lot of people that take over a country do mm-hmm. because you can't, like, if you try to change them, you can't change You're just asking them. for more trouble. Right. You know, if you so. just let them keep, I mean, it's basically what the United States is, is a bunch of people that each state is its own little country and they get to kind of be themselves in their own little place as long as they like adhere to the larger right, right. federal government. Yeah. For so, sure. um, so Xenophon of Athens which was probably um, 355 or 354 BCE. Okay. He was a Greek military leader, philosopher, and historian. Okay? Okay. And this is what he had to say about Cyrus. And those who were subject to him, he treated with esteem and regard, as if they were his own children, while his subjects themselves respected Cyrus as their, quote, father, What other man but Cyrus, after having overturned an empire, ever died with the title of the father from the people whom he had brought under his power? Wow. For it is plain that this is a name for one that bestows rather than for one one that takes away. Yeah. No, that's great. I thought that was like a great little summary of him. That's a great way to describe somebody. Yeah. Yeah. It really captures... You know, a thought of what mm-hmm. that person was. So interesting enough, the Babylonians regarded him as the liberator. Oh, okay. So it's I find it interesting. They that were like anxious for him to come in, huh? Apparently, oh. like the Babylonians enslave the Israelites, and then Persian King Cyrus comes in 
And he's like, I'm going to take over from here. And the Babylonians are like, oh, man, that is so cool. Well, I'm really glad. Let, let's let's rephrase this. Like, the Babylonian king used his troops and his power mm-hmm. to enslave and take over the Israelites, Okay, I right? see what you're saying. Yeah. It's not necessarily the people. This guy right. was more of a people person. So the people called him that. Okay. Right. And not he, the he, leaders necessarily. He was a leader who, who respected people's beliefs and traditions, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So he probably came in respecting their beliefs and traditions more so mm-hmm. than even their current king. True, true. Would be my guess. So the people would refer to him that way. I was just thinking of, I, I tend to think of it like as from the leader's perspective. But sure. no, the you're right. The people would have been glad to see him. Right. Okay, this, it, we're just getting started here with this oh, guy. Oh, damn. Okay? Okay. The Edict of Restoration, which is like this huge seal that was kept in a um, cylinder. Okay. Um. So the Edict of Restoration, in which Cyrus authorized and encouraged the return of the Israelites to the land of Israel following his conquest of the Babylonian Empire, is described in the Bible and likewise left a lasting legacy on the Jewish religion due to his role in ending the Babylonian captivity and facilitating the Jewish return to Zion. Interesting. So it's like their first return to their homeland, basically. Mm Mm-hmm. Like that, that's actually big because Mm -hmm. it, it sets a precedent of if you take the Moses story as a real story and then this, Mm -hmm. they've now gone and found and made home Israel twice Mm -hmm. now. Yeah. And, and both with a, um, a mandate of of types. Yes. So that, that's very interesting. Yes. And, and has some relevance even today Mm -hmm. with regard to the state of Israel. Yeah. I was thinking that too. Like, no wonder they're like, no, this is ours. Right. Like, I can see that yeah. from from that perspective. Right, right. So we haven't read this yet, but according to Isaiah chapter 45, okay. God anointed Cyrus for this task, even referring to him as a Messiah or anointed one. Okay. And Cyrus is the only non-Jewish figure in the Bible to be revered in this capacity. Interesting. Right? Right. Cyrus is also recognized for his achievements in human rights, politics, and military strategy, as well as his influence on both Eastern and Western cultures. This guy sounds like a really intriguing guy. Yeah, I want to know more about him. Like, Like, I want a documentary stat. Like, maybe if you had the chance to go back in history and meet one person, he might be on that list. He might be the guy, because listen to this. Cyrus has played a crucial role in defining the national identity of modern Iran, huh. remaining a cult figure amongst modern Iranians. Wow. With his tomb serving as a spot of reverence for millions of people. Wow. I just got goosebumps. Even the though, fact like, that they even I, know where his tomb is. Like, right? This is a guy from pre- 300 some odd BC. And they know yeah. where his fucking tomb is? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Right? Yeah. This guy should be... Jesus, not Jesus. I know. I'm just like I love this guy. Right? Okay. He sounds pretty cool. Listen like, to why, this. Like why? Why do I? Why have I never heard of this guy? I know, right? Listen to this. This is amazing. I told you, this is just so cool. Okay. In the 1970s, not BC. Like I was born in 1975. Yeah. Right. Okay? Right. In the 1970s, the last Shah of Iran, Mohammad Reza Pahlavi, yep. identified Cyrus's famous proclamation. As the oldest known declaration of human rights. 
Wow. And it has since been popularized as such. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I huh. was like, holy so this guy, shit. This guy essentially invented human rights. I mean, he didn't invent <laughs> it, but he lived by it. Yeah, yeah. He, he felt they were very important. Right, right. And But, I mean, you could put him down as a father, quote unquote, of human rights. Yeah. Because, well, that's I mean, why his people refer to him as father or liberator or, you know, just. Because I sure as fuck wouldn't put down any of the Israelite kings down as a, no, you know, no. human rights advocates. But I, I just, I've never heard of this guy. And to think that he is even today, not just remembered, but like actually revered and celebrated. Right. That shook me. No, I think what, I mean, so I really, I, you know this about me, but I really appreciate history and love history. Mm-hmm. But it always just amazes me. Like there is no end to the amount of wonder and, and, and amazing things you can find out about this world that mm-hmm. we live in and the history of it. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, so I, I am, I get very excited about history. Oh, so do I. I mean, and, you hear me like I'm losing my <laughs> voice over here. Like, just wait, it gets better. Right, right. No, it's, it, because I relate everything that happens in history to things that are going on now, because generally speaking, it seems thousands of years ago, but it is still relevant. Things because are still, it's still relevant. happening. And that's what I really appreciated about Cyrus, king of Persia, is that he's from 300 and some odd BCE, and yet he's here today. Right. You know what I mean? His well, name is here today. Honestly, anybody that has grown up with religion, Christianity, let's say, since we're reading the Bible, right, mm-hmm. should be able to grasp the concept of somebody from thousands of years ago still affecting history today. Right. Because it it's right there. You're doing it. Yeah. I mean, not 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 you now. The new the you then. Yes. Or the, the whatever, you know? Yes. But it's something that affects us still today. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we talk about this with our, our child all the time about how, you know, in American history, this is a very new country, right? Well, that's why from the my very earliest days, why I always was so disinterested in American history. Because I'm like, who fucking cares? You've been here a minute. Right. But you can take American history. Like, it's, we've been here a minute. Mm-hmm. and And in that minute... It seems like when you're learning about it in school that it's forever ago. Yes. Eons. Yes. You know, whatever, forever. Mm-hmm. Why would I care, right? Exactly. But the truth is that you can trace it back through generations that are not that far removed from where you're at. They're not. That and was the most exciting discovery for me is how, like, I knew that they were only here for a minute, but it still felt forever ago at the same time. Right. And to reconcile those two facts and realize that basically it's like a great, great grandparent ago. Yeah. I love to tell people, think of history in a generational aspect, mm-hmm. not in a year's aspect, right? Yes. Don't think about it as 250 years. Think about it as four to five generations, And right? I mean- I have to put that in, like, to think four or five generations, I literally have to say, yeah, that's a great, great grandparent ago. That's a great, great, great grandparent ago. Right. Like, to make it personal, like, okay, so that would be my dad's mom, Nanny, and Nanny's mom, and then I don't know her and whoever her mom was. Like, to think that far back. But, yeah, just, I mean, even if you don't know who those further backs are, imagine your your lineage back using the people that you do know. Right. Imagine it back another, you know, set of two or three generations. Right. I mean, and to imagine think, where that was. To think Nanny's great-grandma. Like, right. holy shit. That's yeah. not that far away, guys. Right, right. It's not. 
So I, I don't know. It just that's that's why history amazes me and means something to me, and also why I think it's very important to understand a lot and as much as I can about history. So well, I'm grateful for having you come into my life because <laughs> I started to have an appreciation for politics and um, history, but your enthusiasm really helped me understand that and, and allowed me the space to, to, you know, learn and, and to ask questions and not feel stupid. Right. Right. Because I mean, you're supposed to know all this shit, you know, you're just supposed to know it. And if you didn't, in my experience, most people don't know how history relates to current day politics. Right. But you're, if you ask a question, you're stupid. You know what I mean? Right. Like, no, I understand what you're saying. You don't have a fifth grade education <laughs> if you ask questions. Well, and I have I have a pretty good working knowledge of general history, mm-hmm. um, even world world and U.S., mm-hmm. more or less. But even with my general good knowledge of history, there are people that would make me seem feel like oh, I'm, I'm a stupid fucking idiot. Yeah, so. I'm not trying to, you know, tell no, you I, about as no, being I'm, like I'm, the smartest guy. Like, I just meant like... Sometimes I say something and someone's like, that's not actually what happened. And I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm like, well, well, I shit. was wrong. All right. No, I, 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 I appreciate learning, but it like, you know, you feel dumb. You do feel dumb. You feel dumb. So. Yeah. So um, this was just such an exciting episode for me. Yeah, no, I, it was great information. I loved it. You see why I couldn't? I couldn't just do this as a the wrap, wrap up. up. Right. This had to be its own Q and A. No, I agree. I agree. I'm so glad you agree. So that is uh, that's that's our Q and A for today. That's our Q and A for our not Saturday, right? And uh, we'll be back tomorrow. I, I don't know that we have this exactly hashed out uh, this, entirely yet. Today, doing this today really threw me off. Yeah, because we, we did have plans on doing... I'm not even going to say what we were planning on doing. Let's just say that tomorrow will be something. We'll probably be doing a Chronicles wrap-up. Okay. Is All right. my guess. Wrap-up. All right. Yeah. That that sounds right-ish. So... <laughs> yeah. And at some point, there's a Contradictions episode coming. Yeah. And we'll probably and have a book club coming at some point. We've got a couple book clubs, I think. Maybe, Maybe. a couple, a couple of clubs. Yeah. I might have just fucked us up. That's what I was so, saying. Yeah. I don't want to jump too far ahead. Yeah. Because we, we kind of screwed up our schedule But we have bit. at least one book club. And um, I don't know if we've got room still for our 500th episode celebration. But we'll that, see. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. But regardless, like, we are, like either at or near our 500th episode. I think somewhere. we're over it. We're over it honest. somewhere, but like it's, we've done, we've done so many Patreon episodes and things like that that we're like, eh, we're in that 500th range somewhere. Yeah. So whatever, we're just going to throw a 500th episode in somewhere here. I don't know if it's like our regular episode 500th, but we've definitely done more than 500 overall episodes. We The last time we did like a special how many episodes episode we did, it was, it was 50. our 50th episode. I know. I know. And it seems like it was just yesterday. And now we're at 500. Jesus. It's right? crazy. Right? All right. We've rambled on enough. Yeah, let's get out of here. All right. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye. Hey, wife. I guess that's the end. But husband, that's just sad. It doesn't have to be. We are on lots of social media platforms like Twitter. Our handle there is sacrilegious underscore D. For D's nuts. Oh, my God. Stop doing that. Anyway, we're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. There's a link to all of our social media sites at our website. 
Ooh, we have a website? Yeah, it's sacrilegiousdiscourse.com, where you can also find a link to our merch shop. We have a merch shop? Yep. We have podcast-themed clothing, mugs, notebooks, and more, as well as an atheist and science-themed products. Wow, our fans should really go check that out right now. Definitely. They can get in touch with us by sending an email to sacrilegiousdiscourse at gmail.com. But before they do that, we could really use some help. Oh, yeah? With what? Well, it's not free running the podcast, and we need some financial support in order to get better equipment, which will free up time so we can concentrate on our podcast and our fans. Okay, so what should they do? Head over to patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse and sign up as a contributor on our podcast. Supporters there receive additional bi-weekly episodes that we record just for our Patreon members for as little as $2 a month. Also, we'd really appreciate it if you would like and subscribe on whatever platform you're using. And Apple Podcast Reviews help us out tremendously. Like and subscribe. Leave an Apple review. Join us on Twitter. Support us on Patreon. That's a lot of instructions. Don't forget to say thanks. Thanks. Okay, bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.